Hello everyone and welcome back to Final Sector. I'm Michael, that's Kyle. As always, we're talking about uh, the Miami race. We're going to break it down. Uh, reminder, if you haven't already and you're watching on YouTube, remember to subscribe. Uh, feel free to give us a like, it does help us out a lot. Uh, and comment your thoughts on the race. Uh, if you're on Spotify, remember to follow us. Uh, you'll see us in your feed uh, and uh, you'll get our podcast, which is coming out next week. You'll get it a few days early as well. So uh, remember to do that. But uh, we'll get straight into it because there's a, there's a few things to talk about. Uh, first point that I've got is that uh, Ferrari boss qualifying, but Redful strong where it matters, mm. uh, which is a, a more it's a recurring theme. It's starting to become a recurring theme. We kind of uh, got our first little trend going here. We've yes, had a few races, yeah. a bit of up and forth, back and forth, and now we're kind of okay. We're seeing yeah. a few things, storylines form mm-hmm. here. If Ferrari 1 and 2 in qualifying, Sainz uh, had a much better weekend than he has had previously, which is awesome for him. Um, the one thing I thought was strange... Uh, I didn't want to touch on it this early, but I'm going to. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the the predictions from that we did, uh, I think I've talked about this with you. I talked about how I thought Red Bull will be faster through the high speed section, um, and then Ferrari would be better through sort of the low speed section. Uh, it it kind of didn't work. It was it was almost like the other way around. That first sector, which is a lot of high speed corners, Ferrari were very very fast through it, and their Red Bull were very fast in sector two and three. And sector two is where they had that really fiddly slow section. Mm. Granted, they had the straights. Uh, and it, I think this is a really good. This race is a really good example of just how strong that Red Bull power unit is as well. So, but it just seemed to go against what we've seen from the season so far, where it's. Red Bull in the high speed, Ferrari in the low speed, but it's it almost seemed like it was the other way around, and that fucked with my predictions, and I'm really I mad. know. Or even if it wasn't the other way around, like, they almost seemed, like, equal in kind of the middle speed. There mm. wasn't, like, that almost ebbing and flowing like we saw yes. at someone like Jeddah, right? Or Imola, yeah. there was a, an accordion almost, and here mm. it was kind of, like, they were equal through the slow stuff, and then the straight Red Bull was like, see ya! <laughs> Boy! So, yeah, yeah it was uh, interesting. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people were saying as well that it it wasn't even just on the whole of the street, but it just seems like as they kind of get towards the top end, kind mm. of the fry will kind of hit its top, and the Red Bull will suddenly just unlock, like, it an extra go. little yeah. boost. Yeah. It's like, it's a button, yeah. it's just like, boom! It's <laughs> and the then NOS. Saw- yeah, we even yeah. saw that on, on the overtake on Charles, they were kind of closing, and then it got near the end, and Max just suddenly <laughs> yeah. went, yo! <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, Goodbye. yeah, yeah. So, and interesting as well, considering if we started on practice, mm, that um, yeah, I yeah. didn't watch too much of the practice, but I saw some of the, the main themes and storylines about how Max actually had a pretty rocky practice, and it was all over the place. They had a gearbox issue, and we yep. saw from you know Melbourne that, that we th- we think that that car's quite hard to set up, and yet it showed that even though they went through all this turbulence, they seemed to get it in the sweet spot for the race. Again, as we'll probably mm. talk about, they seemed better on the tires. They seemed happier overall. Still some concerns about reliability we'll also go into, but luckily it didn't affect them too bad here. They still got a W, yeah. so well, hey. Yeah, but yeah. um interesting. It's um it's yeah, it seems like they had that very rocky start. I mean, despite the fact they've seemed so <laughs> dominant the last few races, they're still mm. behind in the championship. Um but I think Ferrari a little bit going, Oh, maybe when we gotta <laughs> ramp yeah. up maybe our game plan a bit here, because Red Bull is still like, We've got tons coming tons to mm. go, baby. We're not even happy yet. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I wonder if Ferrari got a bit complacent and like got yeah, caught napping a little bit and uh, mm. Red Bull have just come out the last couple of races and shown, Okay, actually no, we are here to fight and we are strong. Yeah, uh, and we we do have the best car, and at the moment it seems like they have the best car. 
which two races ago I would have I would have been like nah Ferrari easily the best car. <laughs> Everyone uh, like has Ferrari won already? Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, but we said it. That's what we thought. Everyone was yeah. saying. <laughs> like I said, Ferrari got one two in qualifying. Uh, Verstappen got a really really good launch off the start and got past Signs uh, into the first Great corner. Move. I think it was really around really the good. outside of the first yep. corner. Great move. Um, it was very very good. Uh, Signs didn't even get that bad a start, but that was really important for Verstappen's race. He yes. could not be stuck behind Signs. The uh, only thing Signs really could have done was try to go like on the inside of his teammate, but he wasn't going to mm. do that. So he kind of had no. to tuck up inside. And they were saying a few drivers um, at the start. If we're going to talk about the start, they said yeah, that yeah, Alonso, for example, was saying that on during the parade lap, he actually saw that there was a tremendous amount more grip on the outside rather than the inside, and he knew that yeah. you wanted to be out there. So Alonso too, similar to Verstappen, realized that. So they both were like, "Oh, outside. That's actually the the side you should be covering because then you get that run into the next section, easy peasy." So yeah, yeah, critical for, sure. for Max. To, to challenge early and um that set him up beautifully to, to challenge for the lead mm-hmm. very early yeah indeed yeah they were they were pretty close uh i mean they sort of went we'll get into that it gets a bit later into the race but uh, <laughs> the safety car definitely brought things together yes. um yeah yeah my second point uh before we go into sort of that sort of thing uh, i wanted to touch on a couple of other things first um yeah. but my second point that i had is that Mercedes somehow stay within touching distance of the top two teams. Uh, and they get a 5 and 6, again, P5, P6, somehow. Um, they, Despite their car being as... No one can really argue at this point that car is not super good. And the fact that they're still the third best team is kind of mind-blowing. Like, mm. the results that they are able to pull out of their ass at the moment uh, is astounding. Uh, at George's race in particular, his the strategy worked perfectly for him. He started <laughs> so yet again. He oh, predicted yeah. out the safety car. <laughs> yeah. He started way back and then ended up a- finishing ahead of uh, you know he didn't even make it into Q three and still managed to to finish yeah. ahead of Hamilton in the end. So um, yeah, fantastic race for him. Um, but yeah, that Mes- Mercedes are doing just enough that if they can, I think I said this last race as well. If they do manage to get a a hang of their issues with the porpoising, which, to be honest, there wasn't a huge amount of it this week. There wasn't a huge amount, um, but they said that everyone was able to run high here anyway. Because it said, was everyone was running low drag, so... Yeah, uh, so everyone was affo- yeah. able... That's why you didn't really see any cars at all porpoising. was less because they fixed it and more you didn't really need it. And that's what they were interesting, yeah. saying how apparently Spain would be the opposite where everyone wants to run really low. So people yeah. are saying, yeah. well, Mercedes here, I mean, they did apparently bring some minor upgrades and they have mm. kind of a few they're amending now. They're still in the background, Toto's kind of saying we're still trying to get a hold of what's going on here which sounds mm. like they still are quite a while away from deciding you know yeah are we actually able to do something with this or do we need to go back to, to the old version you know version well, one right and commit to well that was the interesting thing is that they mentioned on on comms as well i think it might have been martin brundle who, who pointed out that the, the really perplexing thing is is russell you know people are getting sort of hyped or, or, you know, excited for Mercedes because they started popping up in practice, like, top of the times. George yes. got uh, the best time in FP2, a 129.9, I think it was. Um, and he went a second slower in qualifying. Um, yes. And no one can really work out why. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so odd. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> that car obviously just seems to be so... Either they were trying so many different setups and the setup they eventually landed on was just not as good as the one they had in FP2 or that car is just so tricky to get in the right 
zone or the right window. I I don't know what it is, but the, the, obviously that car's not where they want it to be. No. But it's it still can be quick as George yes. showed. Like it so, seems to be like yeah. a car that does have underlying like decent pace, but it's mm. almost like the Red Bull thing where it seems like it's really hard to set up, and they have to like almost go all guts out just to get to a point where it's the third yeah. best car. Let alone think about mm. anything better. And then yeah, we yeah. saw from from when they don't get it right, you go look at Hamilton and Imola, right? That's when they don't get the setup right when he's stuck at the back and can't do anything. And they yeah. did attribute that to George saying he found a great setup and they just couldn't find it with Hamilton's car. So yeah, it seems like yeah. they're just really having to try really hard to get it mm. in the gold spot. But that gold spot's no longer the top step. It's occasionally it's sneaking onto step, the third yeah. step if yeah, they're lucky, yeah. right? Otherwise, it's just third best team fighting with the other midfielders that are kind of there too. I guess it's it's worth keeping an eye on them. Like I said, if they can get a hold of their issues, they have a fast car. They're still getting enough points at the moment. They're salvaging enough points to stay within touching distance of the top two teams. They might be able to spring something back half of the season. Uh We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes. I know they. we said in our preview that there's a chance they were testing a lot of the stuff in Miami. So if they found a direction to go in, then, you know, maybe they can they can get something sooner rather than later. But mm. uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. They've definitely gotten probably the best result possible uh, for this one, taking P5, P6. So Considering both Red Bulls, both Ferraris finished with limited yep. to no accidents yep. or anything, that's all yep. they can hope for. <laughs> exactly, so. yeah, yep. Um, my third point that I had, uh, again, we'll, we'll move on to the, the fun stuff in a bit, but I just wanted to point out Bottas continues midfield dominance despite late error uh, on old tyres. Uh, he was running P5. He was actually running so, so ahead speaking of... speaking of Mercedes. Yeah, yes. running ahead of both Mercedes. Uh, he was like, think, hello! <laughs> yeah, he, he got a little bit caught out. He didn't, uh, with the VSC, again, we'll, we'll go into more detail a bit later, but he was on like 20, 30 laps old hard he was tires. one of the ones that yeah. didn't choose to yeah yeah new... so uh i think he would have benefited a little bit more with uh hamilton and russell's kind of fighting behind them a bit more but uh mm. yeah i think uh yeah he was he was still very good to come away with the p7 he seems to be absolutely on it in that alfa romeo has he got points in like every race so far I can't remember, but he's he, if it's not all of them, it's pretty much all of them. Mm, yes. And he's he seems to be like a genuine contender for like top of that midfield. Him, yeah. Um, in in that Alfa Romeo, he's he's showing what that Alfa Romeo that Alfa Romeo car has. It's it's insane yeah. considering how us and many other people predicted that car to be at the start of the yes. season. Uh, it's going to be a good look back at the end of the yeah, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, but um. Yeah, I, I guess speaking of the midfield, uh, Mick and Vettel both ran in the points uh, close to the end before they came together, and uh, Papa Vettel was not happy, so uh, Mick managed to finish, I think. I think they got him in and He did, because he finish, still finished but, ahead yeah. of Magnussen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Which is oh, ironic, yeah, considering yeah. the story so far this year has been we've seen Magnussen mm. kind of boss it, and we've gone, oh, that's good, but then Mick's yeah, kind yeah. of struggled here. And yet, this weekend... I guess I talk about it before the incident. So this weekend yes. up to the incident, you still say that he pretty much did boss it. There didn't seem to be too much with Magnuson that he was struggling with. It just Mick seemed to actually find his sweet spot. And there's been yeah. a lot of work from well. inside. He's had a lot of, he's had a lot of pressure to just try and get his first points, right. To just get that over the line and get it done. He has to stop thinking about it. Um, and he was overall fighting well. He was battling well. He was keeping it fairly on track. Um, about the move in general, I've, I've been looking up a lot about it, and I mm. think that it's 
a lot of people agree it's one of those moves where in maybe like 80% of circumstances, it like, it was a good move, right? Like, I don't see too many people that really, I get to say, I know what they're talking about to say that he shouldn't have gone for it. That's why the stewards didn't really, they looked at it briefly and they said, no, it's fine. Um, I think it came off because he was coming out of the last corner and I think he went wide a bit and Vettel snuck through, but then he kind of caught himself up and was trying to, trying to get it, get it back off him straight away before he potentially falls back because so I think yep. Mick was more defending from Vettel and someone else I don't remember who behind him right but if you see the move it's actually most people what I say say it's a good move and in about 80% of circumstances it works out but I think it was one of those circumstances where Vettel just doesn't think to check the inside because mm. he's probably come off the previous corner because he thinks that Mick's gone out wide he's just thinking okay now I'm ahead I've just got to push and make sure yep. he can't catch up without checking and therefore he goes for the move if you actually look from his onboard it actually looks like a pretty decent move but then Vettel mm. just goes I've no idea you're there boop crash both of them spin out right and as you say yeah. it had to be those two and you'd hear them both on the radio going I that <laughs> like they just wanted to you know yeah. <laughs> almost not say anything and you heard the commentary saying this is why it's hard to be friends because you, yeah, these yeah. things start happening yeah. and you just uh, um but I almost felt bad for him because again it was kind of it was almost a rotten way to top off a good weekend, mm. but I wouldn't say it was a really dumb error. And, you know, yes, he kind of went wide in that final corner, but then I, how many people went right? We just talked about mm. Bottas, who made that mistake as well. We saw, I think, Gasly do it earlier. We saw a lot of drivers kind of go out there, and we saw that it was actually really hard to not kind of skid out onto the wall. You really had to slow it down. So yep. Yep. even then, if I say if that mood had worked out, it would have been even more credit to him to go, whoa, he's... he's truly you know prove that yeah. he's here and he's actually yeah, got something sure. in it. it's almost just really unlucky it didn't work out but i wouldn't mm. i would the point i'm saying is i wouldn't take that away from his performance i think it was a sure. decent movie tried to make it was just right towards the end of the race all the drivers looked exhausted afterwards so it was probably a bit of you know as we say just vettel kind of just trying to focus on one thing and not seeing so yeah. unfortunate yeah. for both parties hey for vettel as well running in the points considering remember his start in australia and how abysmal that was and yet he had grand. a pretty yeah. solid race here in the points so it's unfortunate yeah. for both of them to yeah, yeah. Know, put their flag down in the midfield it's like ah <laughs> yeah i guess we'll, i guess we'll talk about the rest of the point scorers as well yes albon somehow sneaks that dog shit williams into the points benefits as well. yes um 10 over the line p9 actually after a penalty yes so and then Str- well i think stroll ends up p10 as well yes because so i don't of the know penalty. how that happened yeah um and yeah alcon managed to get up to p8 from the back of the grid as well from the back of the grid and uh, to its credit both of the astons started from the pit lane as well we didn't even mention that yes they yeah, yeah with their that's fuel. a good point. yeah apparently yeah. They, they when their fuel was too cold so they couldn't put it in there to let it naturally heat up and they had to start in the pit lane mm. and both of them were then up there in, in the points you know and stroll did get that point as well but to his credit yeah, and ocon both starting yeah. basically around the back kudos yep. to them in a track where we didn't see that much overtaking the whole manner was there wasn't that much passing and yet they still made their way through so yep. yeah actually we'll, we'll get onto that it's, now that we've seen the track <laughs> in action do we do we think the track is good i think it's one of those races where it's hard to tell in the like let's perfect example to give is the first year we went to baku right baku was the first race was pretty yeah. damn boring and rotten and nothing happened and since yeah. then almost every year it's been a it's cracker been and I, yeah i i wouldn't say this is going to be a baku but you could tell it was a bit safe overall it was really when we got that safety car restart i think everyone then gained a bit of confidence that we actually saw that you could make some moves and some passing yeah. and and all that so i i think it's hard to judge um mm. i think it's ironic considering that you know they hype this up to be the event of the year and everything before it and after it and all that and in contrast it looks a bit silly yep. but then they've always done that with monaco i guess so that's nothing new right yeah. um 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm curious what you think as well about it. Well, I think I still, I still maintain what what I've said uh, previously. Is I, I think the track itself is good. I think it provides a, a really good balance and a good challenge. Like it's a tricky track. Very good um, challenge. Very yeah. tricky for the drivers. Um, and there's this at least opportunities for overtaking. It's not like Monaco where it's like you, there's. If if you want to overtake, you have to like Formula E or go kart, like bunce your way through style kind of yes. thing. Like there's there's enough push track. To pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> push to pass. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's enough track and there's enough areas of the track where you can you can overtake, and you um, can really hound a driver too. We saw a lot mm, of that even through that fast yep. end of sector one left handed. There was a lot yep. of guys being pressured and they went wide, and so yep. another, yeah, I think I think the yeah. abrasiveness of the track actually kind of helped as well because you saw more mm-hmm. of those uh those errors about going sort of you know that slightly wide that really long sort of slow left hander uh just kind of creepy you'll just creep wide creep wide you just yeah keep going, as soon as um, you're off then you're just in the marbles yeah, and the, yeah, and the yeah, crap yeah. and you got to yeah, sneak back it. on and try and get yeah. it off it's not just like oh i've gone a bit wide but i'm in front mm, so it's fine yeah. hey, i'm back <laughs> yeah the other side of it is that they were saying that you know offline there was because there was so little grip you know the overtakes were hard to do because to, to overtake, you have to go offline, yes. uh, effectively. Um, and then you have less grip. So unless you have, like, a considerable amount of grip, even from the restart we saw, there were there were drivers from, uh, you know, zero lap old or one lap old mediums compared to, like, 30 lap old hards, and they, they couldn't make mm. overtakes by the end of the race. It wasn't like they were flying through like you would expect. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's kind of like, I think, the... The basis of a of a really good race is there, and I think the track itself is is surprisingly very very good. Um, I think yeah, if they can make a, f- a few little tweaks, I don't know how they'd be able to do it, but if they can make it so, um, you'd even yeah, think that maybe yeah. some of the slight tweaks they want to make just to the cars or the tires might help as well here, right? Yeah, that general yeah. philosophy they're trying to help would probably help here anyway. For sure. But certainly, yeah. I wouldn't put it the race and the track as a whole in my you know my bottom tracks let's get rid of them mm. it was it was, yeah, um, was as say, it, it was unique and it was different it was it was yeah. ironic i guess before we move on yeah um good. just again touching on the midfield the reason some of those guys lucked out was alonso i don't know if you caught why alonso was penalized at the end of the race i actually heard the story of it today and it's quite interesting uh leaving the track and gaining an advantage was yes it? that's all i know Correct. about it yeah so that's how they labeled it so i uh, okay. it was a few laps to go he was being he was being chased by mick and he was chasing mm-hmm. someone i cannot remember who just chasing a driver um mm-hmm. and through that zigzaggy small chicane i believe it was he accidentally kind of cut it right yeah. and as he cut it basically he went over the sector beam for sector three and his sector came up in purple and at oh. the time, everyone was like, how's Alonso gone purple in Sector 2? It's because he basically straight-lined the chicane and gained a ton of speed. However, after he did that, he actually put his hand up and he slowed down a bit, recognising he gained an advantage. To mm. the point where he really only gained, I think it was like a tenth on... on, on oh, was it a tenth? Uh, it was like a tenth or something on... Like half a tenth on Mick or something. Like the gap was basically reduced to the point where it was almost negligible that what he'd gained. Yeah, But yeah. I think at that point... The, the question I saw people raising is saying it seemed a bit harsh that they then said, oh, yeah, like, so that's he got what the they purple. Gave the penalty. Yes, so he got it because really? they didn't gain a lasting advantage because he cut it and there still was an advantage, even though he did purposefully acknowledge it and tried to slow up. It's just that he probably mm. didn't slow up enough. Um, 
So that's actually why he got that slap on the wrist. And that's how Stroll finished in the points by it was some tiny amount. Yeah. I think it was literally like a tenth or two tenths. He snuck into that five that's second harsh, virtual race. Yeah. So um, I thought that was interesting. Go online and read up about it if you want. It was yeah. kind of missed because there was so much. I knew that was going to happen when the race was ending. You saw like a car going off here and overtaking there. And even when they were, even when the race ended and they were on the radio with the winner, I still saw like positions being played. I'm like, I don't mm. want to see them talking to Max at the race. Go, there's a battle going on. Yeah. There. yeah there was yeah. like still cars moving and they're like, Hey, good job, Max. I'm like, I don't it. care. Get him off. We know he's won. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the, uh, the big, the big event. Cause the, the race sort of, it was petering out to very Monaco esque, uh, fashion where it was just kind of everyone sitting behind one another nothing really happening or everyone's um, a few seconds apart they're either in yep. a train or they're kind of just yep. <laughs> idling yeah, about exactly uh, one and stop then, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah it ended up being uh i'm surprised because like pretty much all the predictions were like it's going to be a two stop it's going to be like medium uh medium hard hard or medium medium hard or something like that or medium hard medium and it's like that soft was shit <laughs> it was not good <laughs> i think it was going off like at the end of even people that were stopping there yeah. with eight laps were like yeah i'm putting a medium on yeah. it's like, okay <laughs> yeah. no chance um but uh yeah so then the, the the race sort of uh got exciting with the uh the the vsc which turned into a safety car. Um, then let's talk about the Norris Gasly incident because there's been a bit of discussion on this one. <laughs> Bizarre little thing, isn't it? Yeah, very very odd. So Gasly uh, got caught out at that that sort of really again long uh, left-handed that we talk about where you just sort of go wide, just couldn't slow it down. Just suit. It looked like s- slow motion as he was trying to get into the corner is like it looks like he was crawling around the corner turns out he couldn't steer yes um but uh yes he went way way wide way wide i think he let one or two cars through at that stage two cars i think were through yeah um he's on the radio basically saying i can't steer i can't steer and as he's coming through norris norris has come and he's just they've just collected each other um and yeah, had to bring out the VSC and eventually the safety car because it's just debris all over the all over the track. But uh, before we talk about how that affected the race, what's your thoughts on the incident itself? Because it was it was a bit of a weird one. Because at first I would have been like, I think I thought it was probably Gasly's fault, but the fact that he couldn't steer, Norris apologized as well on the radio. He was like, I'm sorry, he didn't like blame he wasn't straight on the radio being like ah yeah like why'd he turn left on me right and go left and you know gasly didn't you know gasly was on the radio you can actually hear the radio message where he's like talking about how he can't steer and then as you hear the crunch he's like oh (laughs) (laughs) so oh (laughs) yeah it's like so maybe he wasn't looking in his mirrors is it like is it just both were a bit clumsy or like what do you what do you how do you see it i yeah um, I think you kind of summed it up. I think it, mm. I don't know if they were necessarily clumsy. I think it just was a kind of trickyish situation, and that part of the track in particular was quite thin as well. True. And maybe Norris couldn't really gauge his his kind of the speed he was closing, and maybe he thought he was going right, or maybe Gasly was slightly going left again. I don't know how if if at that point he couldn't actually steer at all. The car was just veering from. It didn't really look like he was veering left, but I guess he was slightly moving over. Mm. And I think Norris made a comment that he kind of would have had to have really hugged the wall, but then when you saw it from the outside you're like i guess a little bit i think i think it's just one of those incidents where there's a bit of kind of two drivers trying to 
you know, as you say, Gasly's trying to probably be on the radio figuring out, can I reset this? Is there a button? Is there a watch? Yeah. Trying to keep it straight and just to yeah, the yeah. side-ish. Well, Norris is probably coming out. I mean, he was running near the back from those three. He's probably quite frustrated and all that. And mm. he just sees it and he's probably going, oh, I'd go through and I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then he goes, Bwit, and then you see his tire go, wee! <laughs> yep, yeah, um, so... Yeah, I don't know. Yes. It's it was very very weird. I don't even know what what to think of it. But I had so, I had someone from work bring it up, and apparently he was. Oh really? Uh, yeah, he was talking about how um there were he I think he he went out with friends or something, and they would have a, this big argument about whose fault it was. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> uh. I mean, they. I think they deemed it a, a racing incident as well. Like they, they no didn't really look. Yeah, they, they did yeah. a little bit, but again, both of them got, went yeah. out. Yeah, so it's kind of null and void. But um, yeah, very strange one. Uh, but what it led to was was very interesting because uh, yeah. at this point of the race, there were quite a few uh, drivers, as we've uh, alluded to already. Quite a few drivers started on the hards, looking to to run long. Um, George Russell was one of them. I believe Ocon, I think the, uh, both the Aston Martins were also on the hards. Um, I think Ricardo might've been, but he pitted earlier. So he sort of missed out on the strategy, but a lot of these drivers were still on their first set of tires. So that VSC and safety car coming out was beautiful for them. Um, I think even Perez was Perez on... And he had well, a so second it was stop, some but he had them, a free yeah, so stop, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, that was yes, going to yeah. say. So there was, yeah, yeah, some of them, some drivers out there had a free stop, or they were only going to mm. marginally lose a position to someone who was on old tyres. Yes, so yes, some yes. of them went for it for that reason too. And there was talk of why a lot more people didn't do it. That's why, well, as we saw, Hamilton was on the radio going, "Why didn't we stop? And mm. <laughs> why am I always unlucky? <laughs> why is it always me? Because yes. you've had seven years of good luck with this shit, yes. man. Let some other yeah. people have it." Anyway. Well, that certainly did spice it up, as you said. Mm, we, I mean, yep, we've known yep. how spicy this this midfield is. I guess we saw what we didn't really touch on was we saw um, Checo stop, and he was essentially yes. then in fourth, and he'd been kind of with signs for most of the race. He'd been dealing with some sort of power problem due to a sensor that was kind yep, of affecting yep. him. That was like one lap, or he dropped about four or five seconds. It seemed to be the word I heard that from that safety car restart point, it was fixed, and he should have mm. had full power. And I think that's partly because maybe just due to frustration from his part, maybe trying to overdrive the car, recovering from that, and partly because, as we said, this gap between the old hards and the low mediums actually wasn't that great. He didn't end up actually getting to do much with that. It still lit a good fire for the fight in the front, in that it then closed up Verstappen and Leclerc, and they actually kind of stuck to each other for a while, so there was something to follow each lap. And it was almost a shame that that was happening, because there was so much happening Happening behind behind. them again. If you you watch that timing tower, there was like, oh, eh," and then your yellow flag went out, you saw a name go, doo, and then another one went out, you saw a name go, doo. (laughs) And it was like, I want to see that. I get like, Leclerc's not going to make the move. We know the Red Bull's a rocket. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I I think we, I think we both commented how we wanted to see that, that uh, Russell Hamilton as well. Cause that was going back and forth a little bit as well. Uh, obviously Russell I still don't know ru- what happened there because no, Russell no made idea. a move and no. then he went off and he kind of half gave the place back mm-hmm. and then we saw a few laps later that he then he made a move yeah. again and we were mm-hmm. like how is he making another move you already yeah, made he already it did like, it. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. happening <laughs> it was very it's the, it's the one time that the cameras haven't been on Hamilton for 75% of the race <laughs> and, really and it's the one time been. we really should have <laughs> been yeah it's so true shame. But uh, yeah, definitely spiced up the race. I think it was it was about 10, 15 laps to go. Uh, it's about we had 10, that, which yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. So um, and yeah, like you said, very very close running with with Max and Charles out in front. Um, 
Max still managing to to hold out with that uh, that OP uh, Red Bull engine um, to to take the now, win. Charles but... made was it during that when it was either that or previous when Charles made a little mistake too. I think similar on that really long left hander, he yeah. went a bit wide and he lost two or three seconds. I couldn't remember when it was, but again, could have been. Then, that, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he was pushing mighty hard for a few laps there. He looked like yeah. he, he looked like he was going faster than than he did previously in the race yes. like he just like looked... saved it all up yeah. all the juice yeah. to yeah yeah um but and yeah, to so... their credit yeah. and again that's more showing on max and charles really were like as good as as good as checo and checo and signs are doing as number mm. twos they were still miles, miles off the pace off, of the front yeah. too like yeah. just and that restart was just again we we're just like oh the two of them are gonna do it again <laughs> yep. yeah it's yeah it's it's turning into one of those it's it's turning into the max lewis again isn't it like they're just they're just so much faster um <laughs> i don't i don't know if you could put like anyone else in that car and and they would come as close i just don't yes. I, I, I don't know right now i think they're just both both in the zone right now so uh here's hoping it goes till the end of the season um i'm yes I'm very much hoping i know they um like we said in the the preview, uh, Ferrari did say they saved a lot of their upgrades for after Miami. Like a lot of their big upgrades were coming for after Miami. Miami, I do think, will suit Barcelona again. Like I said, it's not quite as high speedy as uh, as, as Miami is, so there's a very good chance they could come back for that. We'll talk about that in the uh, uh, in the the Spain preview, but um, I'll, I'll move on to my final point, which is kind of more a discussion point we've touched on pieces of it but uh are red bull and verstappen favorites again mm. <laughs> has it swung has, i don't want to have swung? this conversation <laughs> well it's one of my it's one of my points so give me a yes or a no there's no gray this is a de- definite oh, answer. yes or no then yes you've got to say yes it's not like this is just the first if you asked me after mm. well even if you asked me after Imola, I'd be like, oh boy, that's really hard to say, but mm. this is really continuation of that form. Like, favourites, yes, but I think it's pretty marginal overall, you know? Mm. I think it's almost like, I feel like there's a, I feel like there's almost going to be like three phases to the season where we have this intro phase where Ferrari blasts out of the box and they get a bit complacent and Red Bull start a bit rocky, but then they kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. And as we said again, although Checo finished, he did have some smutterings with the engine, which yep, is yep. <laughs> lucky that nothing more came from that considering it wasn't that long ago when it was <laughs> living hell for a liability for them, right? It wasn't great, um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so I feel like this first phase is almost the exploratory phase. And I think the second phase will almost be like each of them going, okay, here's actually our full hands, right? Let's get down Mm. and dirty. Let's put both of our upgrades on, show everything we've got. And then I'm hoping that that will be quite equal to an exciting (laughs) end of year, right? Where it's kind of like you've had that big battle. This is a great season. You know, we're starting to reflect on it. We're starting to go, is this, you know, Max versus Lewis again? Is it Charles Mm. first or is it Max second and continuous, right? Maybe the Mercedes is up there and now they're also mixing things up a bit as we've seen you know red bull sometimes do in the past can we have some abu dhabi drama again exactly yeah that'd be great so i'm hoping it kind of flows like that. i still feel as again we're in this almost exploratory period and there'll be almost a break whether it's a you know because it's a two-week break between races where then there'll be Mm. a bit of a um, A bit of a swing yeah they can go back and kind of go okay let's make sure we've got our full hand ready so we can then throw it going forward so that's my hope anyway well the thing is i know uh, there was a comment i saw i didn't read all of it i sort of saw it briefly but ferrari were talking about how i don't know who it was from ferrari um but they're saying they're not sure how Red Bull can keep up this level of development 
until the end of the season, given the cost cap. Um, mm. Like the the upgrades and stuff, the upgrade plan that they have, they're like, I don't know how they can keep doing this until the end of the season. So that my my thinking is is like, I wonder if Red Bull are throwing like a a, a huge amount early and being like, okay, we're gonna throw our full hand now. And Ferrari are playing sort of a patient game and sort of rolling them out. You know, they, they've kind of got their plan where they're rolling them out mm. over the course of the year. Is there a chance where, you know, you get to the last three or four races, uh, Red Bull have no more money for upgrades. Like, they can't afford it because... They've just because, exhausted everything. Yeah, exhausted all of their resources for it. And, and Ferrari can just be like, okay, no, we've got this and we've got this. And, uh, you know, and they can just sort of... If they can stay kind of, um, you know, even with, with Red yeah. Bull and consistent... Oh, yeah. Uh, and then just sort of, you know, leap ahead towards the end of the year. We saw Ferrari do that against McLaren last year. You know, they sort of were the fourth That's best true. team. And then they're just like, whoop, okay, now we're the third best team. And that happened in like six races. Like, mm. um, they were easily fourth best and then they were easily third best. So in in the, you know, last quarter of the season. So uh, it, it's, I'm very curious to see whether or not the teams will will sort of run out of those resources by the end of the year, um, as as Ferrari may be suggesting. But, you know, we'll see. I think Barcelona is going to be a... In in regards to the question I asked of you, uh, are Red Bull and Verstappen favourites, I'm going to reserve judgment until Barcelona, because that That'll is... Be, yes. Because that is one that uh, I, I do think... Uh, it's a track that literally everyone knows they go there every year they do testing obviously um and ferrari were super super strong there in testing i imagine uh the track is suited to ferrari as well if red bull are on ferrari's pace or stronger than ferrari's pace at barcelona i can see them being favorites for the rest of the year but i would say with that initial hmm. trend that we gave each kind of the teams and their strengths and weaknesses that you would say it's a ferrari favorite but if we're thinking Red Bulls unlock something extra in those slower mid-speed corners, you'd think that actually here, if they're mm. equal, and that's almost a sign of going, ah, maybe they have caught up a bit on that aspect, they were weak on. Um, I guess the only point I was going to add to add to what you said was, um, although it is still like this is the first proper kind of cost cap year rather than being a partial year or more so like yeah. last year was more cost cap for the future rather than current year, we still didn't make a lot of comments at the end of last year about how Red Bull compared to Mercedes really felt like they threw every thumb and nail at it to get over there at the end. And yet at the start of this year, we've seen them start not only near the front, but then also seemingly catch up, despite being slightly behind from Ferrari. While Mercedes, that were, you know, our comments and their comments seem to be the end of last year, having a bit in their pocket and having a bit of savings mm. because they hadn't had to go as hard. We've seen where they've started this year, you know. So I guess the only comment is maybe Red Bull are just really good at managing their resources in a cost if, cap, yeah, considering they had to fight so bloody hard at the end of last year and they've come in so strong with a brand new car this year. And it seems like they had a bit of a gap that they had. So, yeah. again, there's a comment to say, well, actually, hold on. How the bloody hell are they doing that? That's just <laughs> theoretically impossible. Mm. I don't know enough to say that. If that's some of the moments coming from inside, then maybe I'd you know, add more add more faith to it. Mm. Um, but that's that's the only comment I would give is they seem to have some sort of track record. There. Well, Ferrari, as you say, last year were kind of wrote it off anyway, despite the fact mm. they... Well, again... Ferrari seemed to improve last year quite well as the year went on, and yet every yeah. comment they were making was, oh, no, we're focusing on 2022. We're not focusing on this year. Oh, by the way, we're taking chunks out of our rivals every yeah, weekend, yeah. but that's we're focusing on next year. 20, so it's almost like... 
Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's almost like the trend yeah. for both teams last year where Ferrari seemed to kind of just do these big chunks that were so mm. consistent, while Red Bull was more just when they needed to, like, really yeah. rapidly push it yeah, out, yeah. right? It seemed to yeah. chuck everything in and then kind of go, okay, now we're going to sort it out because it's all out mm. there in the open. So how, seeing how that philosophy goes out this year, I agree. It's going to be really interesting. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, let us know uh, your thoughts on the race and where, where you think everyone stands. Uh, very and the show very if much... you want to. The show was, inter- we're not going to talk yep. about it, but the show itself was very interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a whole other thing. Maybe we'll talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> we could, yep, good idea. Yep. Br- bring it up on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, we'll also, a- I guess I guess if you if you have questions for us or topics you want us to talk about, uh, let us know either at Final Sector YT um, on Twitter or you can leave them in the comments of the YouTube video. Uh, we'll be answering questions and we we might discuss some topics that uh, that you want us to talk about if we think they're relevant as well. So yeah. let us know. Um, but until uh, next time, next race is Barcelona. We've got two weeks. Like I said, we've got our podcast coming out uh, next. When's this one coming out? This weekend. So mm-hmm, your pod- mm-hmm. podcast will be coming out on Spotify on Sunday this weekend and then a few days later uh, for YouTube. So stay tuned for that one. Um, but yeah, enjoy enjoy the week, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the race and uh, we'll see you for the next video. Take care. Ciao.